Hello, football faithful, and welcome to the 11th episode of the Double Doink Podcast. My name is Brendan Deeg, and I am joined by my co-host, Eric Warner, as always. And today we do have a special edition of the podcast. Um, we have a couple friends from a different podcast with us, the Eagles vs. Everybody podcast. Um, we are joined by Eric DeWalt and Daryl Rousey of that podcast. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. We're doing well. Thanks for joining us. Um, so today is a quick. We wanted. We did a episode earlier this week about um, my co-host Eric's season ending. The Chicago Bears officially eliminated from the playoffs. We kind of dove into oh, that a little wow. bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sucks. Eh? Seven and seven, they're out, and the Eagles are still flying high um, going into Dallas this or Dallas going into Philadelphia this weekend. Um, game at four thirty. Um, basically for the division, I believe it's Eagles win. They got to beat New York, and then we need a Dallas. Actually, no, we just got to beat New York at the end or a Dallas loss. Dallas wins. The Eagles are joining Chicago at the golf course. So, boys, um, we did want to bring you on just to maybe grab your prediction. But first, why don't you guys tell us about what you guys do on your podcast? Uh, well, uh, first, thanks for having us on, of course. We do a lot of, uh, as the show says, Eagles versus everybody. So we try to bring on them. Uh, the opponents, who follow the opponents. We're going to bring on some Eagle fans, tell their Eagle story. And uh, we just have a lot of fun with things, man, and, and try to give that, uh, just that raw emotion uh, as long as suffering Eagle fans. Right on, right on. That's good stuff. Um, so, yeah, as uh, basically also what we wanted to know, We'll go to you, Daryl. Um, what's the Eagles' keys to victory? Um, offensively, we got to stay on schedule. Um, we can't have the turnovers that Wentz has in the pocket, uh, fumbling the ball, the issues that he's had, uh, the third down issues, and it's going to be difficult. We're going to have to get Goddard involved because we're going to be weak on the outside with our receiver situation everybody knows about, and we're going to have to run the ball effectively. Uh, with that being said, Doug has to stick to the run as well. So offensively, there's our keys. Uh, defensively, uh, we have to make them one-dimensional, probably. Um, I think it's going to be give and take with Zeke. We're going to stop Zeke some plays. We're gonna he's gonna he's gonna get a couple of runs, but I'm really concerned about our back end and our corner sticking with their wide receivers. Uh, we can't give up the big easy plays. Uh, we have to get them off the field and keep Dallas off schedule because it's real simple when Dallas has third and short to convert. Uh, so we need to take that away from them on the defense. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I think it's gonna be kind of uh, I think it's gonna be kind of a shut down Zeke and the Eagles should be okay. Ezekiel Elliott is an Eagle killer. Um, just. Past two games, he's tortured. I think he's like in the last four games, he's got 100 yards rushing, at least 150 yards from scrimmage. He's been all over us the past few games. Uh, Mr. Dwell, is there anything else you can add to that? What's uh, what's your key to victory there? Uh, for me, I'd say we've got to take advantage of chances to create turnovers. Can't drop interceptions. When we do get to Dak, you know, if he fumbles, we got to get on it. Things like that, because uh, sometimes those plays can directly turn into points. Yeah, yeah, no, um, you know what? It's I do I do feel like if the Eagles do get pressure as well, then um, especially you know what with Dak's shoulder, um, you know you're not maybe the guy that kind of say, hey, let's uh, 
like hope for injury on the other guy, but going after that shoulder, like you know, maybe getting him hurt or hit a little bit in the beginning of the beginning of the game, getting him uncomfortable, then not be a bad idea at all. Um, definitely getting turnovers on the ego side of the ball. Um, Mr. Warren, I don't know if you have anything specific that you kind of want to throw up for this game quickly. Yeah. While we have the boys on. As as a non-biased <laughs> fan, I kind of I was I was looking at both these teams' rosters, um, and who's playing in this game. I saw Johnson was out, Lane. Um, I think the Eagles, in order to win, they need to win that battle of the line of scrimmage and be able to run the ball, like Daryl said. Um, Johnson's not only a great pass protector, he's a good run blocker. Do you, do, do you think that uh, the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball with him out? Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, I, I don't know. Big V has done a serviceable job uh, so far. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think it's a big loss? Yeah, it's a loss, but, I mean, they ran the ball last week uh, without Lane, right? Um, and knowing, I guess, having not practiced all week, so you prepared, it's not like he, you know, expect him to play, and then on Friday, finally, he's not going to. So, uh, one thing the Eagles have done well under Doug Peterson is adjust to injuries. So, I, I don't think this will be uh, any different. Uh, at this point, yeah. The, uh, well, I don't know if they've just injuries too well. Uh, I get. What, I do get understand what you're saying. Um, as of late, they kind of have uh, with, like you said, the three, like three wide receivers as well, um, only being active. So Doug is kind of uh, he's adjusting injuries. Um, before we do let you guys go, we do want to grab your score predictions and why. Um, and I'm hoping you guys will say Eagles win, but <laughs> let's grab your predictions here for the fans. Uh, Eagles win a close, ugly game, um, at least offensively ugly. Uh, I'm going to go Eagles 13, Cowboys 10. Oh, low wow. score. Oh, take the under. <laughs> yeah, take the under. I say that Man, that means Jim Swartz and the defense actually showed up for a change. Yeah. 13-10. Um, okay, Daryl, what do you got? Um, I did have a low-scoring game as well. Okay. All right. I do like it. Okay, boys. Me and uh, me and my course are gonna let you drop. Before we do, we do want to grab. Tell the, uh, we want to grab your Twitter handles and let the fans know that where they can find you, and just tell a little about maybe a little bit about a uh, little about yourself before we let you guys go as well. Oh, appreciate it. Um, Mary, uh, also known on the show as Ice. You can find us on Twitter, Kane underscore Ice. Uh, I'm a native of Philadelphia area, so longtime Eagles fan. Uh, Dale and I actually went to college together uh, in South Carolina, so we've been knowing each other for, you know, over two decades. I won't age us too much. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, just always bonded, and it really started with a love for the Eagles. So uh, that's uh, eventually became this podcast uh, that you hit Eagles versus everybody. You can find us. The easiest way to find us is on bs3radio.com. Uh, but if you search Eagles versus everybody, and pretty much any major podcast um, hub, you'll find us. But like I said, the easy thing to do is just go to bs3radio.com. Yep. 
And also, we're on uh, on Facebook at Kane and I, uh, Kane and Ice Show. Uh, you can find us on Instagram as well. We're all over social media. So uh, just, you know, two big Philadelphia Eagle fans, you know. About uh, choked the guy when I first met him until I found out he was an Eagles fan. But now that's my boy. We brought this podcast. We've been long, long, long lost, uh, long friends uh, and big Eagles fans. Love back in the birds. We travel the games, everything. So, uh, yeah, check us out on Twitter. Follow us there. Um, and we got some good content coming. Uh, so look out for it. Appreciate it. All right, right on, guys. Thanks for joining us. And go birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yes, sir. All right, so that was the boys from the Egos vs. Everybody podcast. Um, they had me on, I believe, a couple weeks ago, so I did, we, wouldn't want to, we did want to grab them on just to kind of show you guys um, a little bit about them. Um, a couple, I think one of them's from Orlando, one of from Charlotte. So uh, it's kind of interesting, to, uh, like I said, they, they went to college together, so it's kind of cool to see how their podcast kind of came about. Um, we do want to dive a little bit more into the game as well, Eagles versus Cowboys um, at 4.25 p.m. on Sunday. Um, Eagles win, they have to beat the Giants to uh, move on to the playoffs or the Cowboys lost against the Redskins. Cowboys win, the Eagles are knocked out. Now, Mr. Eric Warner, um, I do want to ask you this question. Uh, I didn't really haven't kind of got your feeling for it. Um, what, what specifically do you think the Eagles have to do? Like, is there anything um, specific that on their side of the ball? I, I Personally, when I look at this game, I think that the way to beat the Cowboys' defense and this is very convenient for the Eagles, is through the tight end, middle of the field type thing. Yeah. Um, that's their weakness. The weakness of their defense right now is down the middle. And look, I think that's also probably the Eagles' biggest strength on offense right now. Um, we've talked about it for weeks, the lack of talent that the Eagles have on the outside right now. And uh, the Cowboys have a decent secondary, so I don't think they'll win that matchup. But like... Um, like the boys said earlier, uh, they haven't really been winning that matchup all year, so it's not new. It's not like they're going to change their uh, game plan just because of that. Yeah. Um, I personally think the Lane Johnson injury is massive because he's going up against uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. I, there's a chance Demarcus Lawrence wrecks this game. I don't. Yeah. Big V is a decent... Decent replacement, but um, Lane Johnson's an elite right tackle. There's going to be a difference there. Yeah. Um, Demarcus Lawrence and the Eagles, they don't see eye-to-eye. There's a lot of uh, a lot of drama. I know on Twitter before the week one, um, there was a lot of uh, going back and forth with Demarcus Lawrence and the Eagles um, on Twitter. Um, I think it was actually specifically towards Lane Johnson. Um, and then Demarcus Lawrence, I think, on the second drive, beat Lane Johnson, sacked Wentz. Strip fumble, and that, and then the Cowboys went in and made a fourteen nothing, and that was all she wrote that game. It was like the second drive. Um, I, I, you know what? I, I think Big V has been a serviceable backup, um, but it's tough when you're Pro Bowl. Well, he's not a Pro Bowl this year. Should have been a Pro Bowl right tackle goes out, especially when you have a guy on the other side of the ball like Demarcus Lawrence. I'm looking at I'm looking at this matchup, and and I just feel like it's going to come down to the Eagles defense shutting down the Cowboys on the last drive of the game. I, I feel like. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those back and forth um, almost shootout type games. Um, I do think the Eagles can move the ball on offense. I think they're gonna get their own. I think they're gonna get their twenty five to thirty points. Um, I do believe that Dallas defense has struggled as of late. Um, I really do think that as long as the Eagles defense can can somewhat contain the Cowboys passing offense, um, then then yeah. then, I, then I think they I can. Found, then, like I found it interesting that Daryl said we gotta shut down. 
Zeke, which is always going to be a priority with yeah. the Eagles, but or when playing the Cowboys, but the Eagles' weakness is in their secondary. If I'm the Cowboys, I'm attacking those cornerbacks. Um, Gallup and Cooper on the outside against Darby and Mills. Um, Darby and Mills just made De- Devontae Parker look like Randy Moss. Yeah. <laughs> and Devontae Parker should actually be thanking those two for his new $40 million contract. Um yeah, that one, I think I te- I think I said to you right after the Eagles just yeah. got Devontae Parker paid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the Cowboys, even, even though they're going to try to get Zeke going, the Eagles do have a good run defense. I think they, they should be able to slow him down, um, but I'd be more worried about it on the outside. The, it's weird. The Eagles' defense at the beginning of the year was so good against the run, and then it kind of just fell off a tad. Um, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know. Like I don't know what happened with the with the rush defense. Um, it did fell off kind of towards the end. The Eagles defense doesn't do anything spe- like special. Um, I think they're like twelfth in the against the run, or eleventh against the run, and then they're fifteenth against the pass. It's they're like they're kind of just yeah, they're just a I'm mediocre. Afraid. They're just a straight up mediocre defense. Yeah. Like just right, right up, right from the get go. That was a good point by yeah. Eric saying they can't drop interceptions when they have their opportunities. Yeah. They gotta take them. Yeah, no, I, it, it's true. And the Eagles, the Eagles have just had a complete an utter awful season when it comes to catching the ball on both sides of the ball on interceptions and on their wide receivers. They've dropped, I don't know how many interceptions this year. It's been so frustrating to watch. And on, on the offensive side of the ball, they're obviously yeah, having a tough time catching the ball. But yeah, um, if, if, if Dak gives you those chances to pick off the pass, they're going to have to do it. Yeah. Um, An advantage we actually haven't brought up yet, um, in my opinion, is coaching. Um, there's always a lot of chance Jason Garrett loses this game. The Cowboys yeah. could be flat. Um, the Bears dominated, I thought, the Cowboys two weeks ago. And last week against the Rams, people were acting like that was a big, big win for the Cowboys. Uh, watching that game, it was a really tightly contested game. And then Jared Goff hit his hand on an offensive lineman's helmet. And after that game, Goff sucked. Yeah. Or after that injury, sorry. He could not throw the ball accurate at all, yeah. and the Cowboys just ran away with it. Um, so I still don't respect the Cowboys, um, any of their wins this year. Um, so yeah. <laughs> this is kind of the game that the Eagles win in the past. They just find a way to win this type of game. Um and we'll see. Yeah, the, the coaching one. The coaching one's interesting. I, I, I didn't really think about that. Doug Peterson again is going to go into a kind of a weird coaching mismatch with only starting three wide receivers. Again, JJ Arcega Whiteside has been uh, um, has been uh, has been listed as good to go. He was on the injury report on Thursday, so it's going to be JJ Arcega Whiteside, Greg Ward, and uh, Robert Davis. Those three receivers. Robert Davis was still without an NFL catch. Um, or I think he had one with the Redskins earlier this year. I think he played in Week One with the Redskins. Um, but still, he's fresh off the practice squad. Greg Ward, um, fresh off the practice squad as well, but he's been kind of, he's been the hero with the big touchdown catch last week against the Redskins. And then I think he had like eight catches in total. He had like four on that last drive. He was rock solid. And I think a white side is having a down rookie year. Like that's another coaching mismatch that I think Jason Garrett could take it, uh, take advantage of. Um, finding out, um, well, I guess not Jason Garrett, maybe uh, the defensive coordinator can find out how to t- take away the middle of the field for the Eagles, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, um, Miles Sanders, and then you you leave it to just Carson Wentz and those outside weapons. It'd be tough for the Eagles to move the ball. Um, but yeah, the coaching mismatch, uh, a lot of people like a lot of people are down on Jason Garrett. 
I'm not as down on Jason Garrett as the next guy. I do feel like he does get a little bit of a bad rap. I think that the Dallas Cowboys roster was overhyped to begin with. I think their I think their chemistry was off from the start. Um, I don't know if it's all Jason Garrett's fault, but I don't think he's getting a job after this year. I think he's definitely getting fired unless like the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. He pretty much has to win. Pretty much has to win the Super Bowl. You know what actually I was looking at today? Something that caught my eye. The Cowboys are thirty-six to one odds to win the Super Bowl. I think that's I think that's a little high. Call me crazy. Those odds aren't. Those odds aren't crazy. 36 um, to 1 odds. If you look at their roster, they have an elite offensive line, an elite running back, a decent defense. If Dak plays all right, I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's weird. It, this whole season's been – I always – I can't remember what I was talking to. I think I was talking to my dad earlier this week. I said – it's all. It, it, I saw the Eagles schedule. It's obviously going to come down to this game. It always was – um, I saw it on I saw it on the schedule from right when they brought it out. Um, I, I said like I pinpointed week sixteen. I said it's going to come down to these two two teams, and it looks like it is. Like I, I was I'm hearing a bunch of people also say like say the Eagles win this game that they don't even trust them to beat the New York Giants. Like, yeah, that's you know what I mean. That's, that's another thing that we want, I want to touch on. Yeah, like it was, say the Eagles win, they're eight and seven. Cowboys seven and eight. Eagles still got to beat the New York Giants in New York. They struggled yeah. to beat New York. In Philly two weeks ago. Yeah, that <laughs> is actually that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> imagine imagine filled the riots in Philadelphia like the the heartbreak if they beat the Cowboys and then lose to the Giants. Oh my yeah, God, I couldn't that would imagine. Be a heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. that, that would be such a Philadelphia Eagles way to end the season. Yeah, um, should be a good game. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Saturday in general. Yep. Um, so before before we do trying to transition on to Saturday. Um, I do want to, I do want to throw kind of one more, uh, one more, maybe, uh, one more deal breaker for this game on the Cowboys side of the ball is Dak Prescott's shoulder. I know we did touch on it. Um, yeah. he was, he, you did hear that he was, he, he was off the injury on the injury report, wasn't on the report. So I, I, I was, heard something also, but prior yeah. in the week, I heard that they yeah. were not letting him throw a football until Saturday. That, that's what I heard. I, and he, I heard he was limited at practice on Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. and today. So. And the limitation was yeah. no throwing. So yeah. if a quarterback kind of need to throw the ball, I don't know what he did at practice then. Yeah. So uh, that, that's that's something to keep in mind, listeners. Uh, Dak Prescott is um, he is hurt going into that game. So, the, you know, that could change it up. But, yeah, you did, you did touch on Saturday's games. We do have a, a Saturday slate of games. Um, uh, Houston Texans versus Buccaneers are playing the early game. Um, Bills and Patriots are the afternoon, and then the night game you got Rams and 49ers. I wish there was a little more playoff implications besides the the four o'clock game. Like it would have been pretty cool if the Rams, if the Texans Rams need to win that. Yeah, um, but it would have been cool if the Rams and Forty if the Rams were still in it, and then you have the 49ers. Yeah. That could have made things a lot better. For home field, home field in the NFC is going to be so important. It's going to be so Jeez. important for, for whoever in the NFC gets that home field. Um, like you don't want to be going into Lambeau. You don't want to be going into Seattle. Um, 49ers need that. You don't want to be going to the Superdome. Saints are still in play for that first uh, seed. Yeah. Um, so that one does. But, yeah, let's let's talk about the 4 o'clock game uh, yeah. a little bit then. That is the biggest game of the week. Um, Bills Mafia. It feels like an opportunity for them to make a statement. Go into New England and win. Something that they have struggled to do the entire Tom Brady era. <laughs> I actually can't remember this late in a season for the Patriots a game that is this important to them. Yeah. Patriots lose this game, 
And they will have to play three playoff games to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, something that Bill Belichick has really used to his advantage in his career is that first-round bye. Nobody's better with preparation than Bill. Um, so Buffalo, if they get a win here, they could really be a thorn in the Patriots' side. I feel like Buffalo is going to take this win. I don't, I don't trust it. I don't trust New England at all. In yeah, this, in, the, in this game, they, they, like they've been playing their worst football. Um, that even that Cincinnati Bengals win, like you, you could argue like it was given to it them. It was ugly. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they didn't. Like, I think we talked about it in the podcast earlier this week. They didn't have the. They didn't have the ball. Be, like past their or Tom Brady didn't have a drive start past his forty yard line the whole game. Like the defense yeah. was giving the ball to Brady with quick quick short drives, so it was easy from. That's not going to be the case in this Buffalo game. Buffalo's defense is ten times better than that. They're gonna they're gonna be all over Tom Brady oh, yeah. this game. Um, this sure. this is a tough one. If if New England loses this one, they're in a heap of trouble. Yeah. And and I and I I do they'll think, be they'll be going to Kansas City yeah. if they lose this game. And that's that's not where New England you want you want them to be if yeah. you're a Patriots fan. That's not the way they won all their Super Bowls. They're always going through Fox, bro. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I'm not uh, I'm not big on the Patriots at all in this game. I do like yeah. Buffalo. Um, um well the. It's not going to be easy for the Bills to score points either. Um, Patriots secondary is as good as anyone's. And the Bills' weakness is probably their receiving core. Um, Josh Allen is still a little bit inaccurate throwing the ball. He's a good runner. Um, I like the combo of Singletary and Gore. They, They might have some success on the ground. But it's not going to be easy for the Bills to move the ball. Um, I expect like a... 16 13 type game. I mean, yeah. the first matchup was 16 to 10 for the Patriots, but uh, the Patriots, if you remember in that game, their lone touchdown was set up off a blocked punt. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to score points both ways. Yeah, I agree, and I think I think the under and the and the Bills mm-hmm. mind and the Bills plus six might be a good look at that one. So yeah, couple Eagles Cowboys Sunday at four uh, four thirty. Um, and then we got uh, Saturday's games as well. So yeah, a bunch of a bunch of good football coming this weekend. Uh, we did split up the podcast um, in half this week, so we had one earlier this week, and then one today. You can go check out the one from last week. Um, the Chicago Bears officially eliminated for the playoffs, um, and we did talk a little bit about the Sunday football as well. Previous, um, go check that one if you haven't listened. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Always remember to subscribe to us on whatever uh, whatever station you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you do find them. Also, um, give us five-star rating. Every rating does help. Um, big thanks to Eagles, just everybody, um, podcast for joining us. It was good to have them on. Um, and so long, folks.